It's on me. All right, here we go. So my name is Jesse Orion. We're here on the Three Count Podcast. (laughs) Do you want to get live with me? Do you really want to ride with me? Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wintering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that feeds you up that mountain called wrestling. And by season four, after like our 300th episode, I would just think you say it with me, I am your Sherpa. Because just like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring Today, you can find this man at EWA and SWA. He is a former EWA heavyweight champion. He is the man known as the lucky one, the lucky stars, the greatest of all lucksters. He is Jesse O'Ryan. What's up, Cliff? What's up, man? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I'm like hire you as I, a personal announcer, I think. Uh, you know what? I'm not objective to that. You know, I know some people maybe at another promotion, uh, like the three letter kind of AEW, but just rearranged. Uh, maybe right. their announcer wouldn't appreciate that. But hey, you know what? I'll do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could be, you know, we'll work it out. We'll, it'll be a match stipulation. Decide <laughs> who gets to be my personal announcer. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not objective to that. You know, right. hey, what is it? Uh, Ricardo, Ricardo Rodriguez, he, he had a yeah. great career. Exactly. Just being Alberto's announcer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess the only uh, you know, he he has he can do the graphs too pretty well too. I've seen his work. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's actually really good behind the scenes. So, yeah, I think yeah. I think he, you know, he runs a school. I think he does. He runs a school yeah. in like Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and then he has his own promotions and stuff like that. Shout outs to Ricardo Rodriguez because he's actually doing big things. And I know we had a couple guys uh, that used to train. Uh, at our facility, actually go up there to like do like okay. finishing school and get some stuff going. So yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, doing some big things. So hey, big shout out to him. There you go. But how are you, man? Like, what's up? I, I'm I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm coming off of uh, I don't know I, I don't know should I say that I'm coming off of Memorial Day weekend here? I don't know how far ahead this is gonna get posted, but you know. <laughs> well, they know now. The guy did it. My bad. <laughs> We'll just we'll just put that out. No problem. It's no problem. No, I we're not editing nothing nice, out. <laughs> generic long weekend. Uh, did some did some did some cooking out and and hanging out with the family. Yeah, no, I'm good. You know, it's cool because like one of my things is that we we actually met at EWA and then we we ran into each other again at SWA and then we just keep mm-hmm. re- meeting each other again and again at EWA and. Then we actually just saw each other uh, actually on Memorial Day weekend at fight. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we had such great conversation. And I think we had like really fun chemistry too, because there's like, a, you are, you've been doing this for like a little while and you yeah. just have like this openness of like wanting to give back and to help and like make sure like stories are told right. Yeah. And you have just like this, this eye for like detail of like being able to make stories make sense. And that's something that I like really appreciate when I get to like talk with you and chat with you, especially when people are putting together matches, you're just yeah. always like in the middle, like listening. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's, that's actually, I, I feel like sometimes I, I'm just sitting there listening while other people are like discussing. And I, I kind of like, we were, we were calling something you know, a few weeks ago and I noticed that you and I were kind of just both kind of just hanging out in the background, like listening to other, other people. And that's, that's usually uh, this word starts for me is like, I don't know that I have necessarily the best mind when it comes to like what you know what things to do when we're 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 putting different I don't know pieces of a match together. But it's like oh, if we're gonna do that, you know maybe we we add this in, add a little add a little twist, make it make it tied into something. You know like I, I think I'm I'm I don't know I'm not great at laying down the groundwork, um, but I do like to add in things to kind of like pull it all together. Yeah, like some people are like just really good at like setting down together like the skeleton or like the base of what like you're trying to accomplish and like the wrestling match and then like even for like let's be real like for the eliminator match is like ridiculous because you have all <laughs> sorts of stipulations that are yeah. going on and yeah. for those who are wondering like what we're talking about uh ewa has run their third eliminator match what the eliminator is is you have it's essentially survivor series but every time somebody gets pinned 
the, the stipulation of the match changes. So you normally start off with like a regular wrestling match and then it'll be like, uh, like this year they had a sumo match and yeah. they had a high the, jump. The high jump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think last year, wasn't it last year? It was like a Highland street fight. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah with the, the grimy Scots. Yeah. They, yeah. they, did, um, they, they did the floor is lava. One time, they did the floor. I think that one was just really rough. Like that, the the fans weren't quite getting it. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know if it wasn't explained clearly enough, or if you really can explain that clearly enough when when going. It's like, well, is the canvas lava? Is the is the the actual floor lava? You know. So like, it was like, I think that one kind of kind of weird. Yeah, that was kind of a that was kind of a mess. I did watch. I remember being at, uh, I was at another show and they told me about like the limiter match and I was going to yeah. be, I was interested, but then I got asked to be at another show and I was defending a title. So I was like, let me go. I got to go do this. I have obligations. But then like I saw the match and I was like laughing so hard because I thought the idea of the floor is lava was genius. Yeah. Right. Because like now everybody either has to be on the ropes or you're off the mat yeah. or you're jumping on the post. <laughs> you know, I know I saw right. that. It was just it was just a, a, a fun concept to something that like so many people like in this business or in this performance or whatever you want to call this sport, they take it so seriously that they forget yeah. like you're just it's we have so much fun yes. doing the things that we're doing. I, I think that's that's those are those are moments I like. I mean, you can't constantly be doing it, but I do like moments where we get to let the crowd see that we're having fun with it too. Like, you know, it can't be in necessarily even a moment in every single match, but a match like the eliminator is perfect for that. You get, you get some, some serious moments, you get some silly moments and it kind of like helps kind of like, I don't know, give people some, some, some ups and downs rather than just like everything being like just super like intense and serious the whole time. Yeah. But it is, and, and you're right. Like I do love the idea that we're, we're kind of, Taking people on like this giant roller coaster yeah. ride, and they're just like, there's there's twists and turns and laughters and stuff like that. It it is a lot of fun to be a part of something like that. And I I think it goes back to what we were talking about though, right? Is that like you trying to put together like this base plan, and when you're putting this base plan together of like, hey, I want you know we're gonna do this this and this, and the story that we're trying to tell is that we have this this and this, and that you know like we can we can even tap back to um, when we were at Harvard Grace and we got to work. Yeah. Um, and being at Harvard Grace, our, we had our tag match where it was um, Rico and myself versus you and Jason Drake. And then what happened was in the match we were talking about, you know, if this was finally your guys' moment where yeah. you're going to get a victory. you guys have to lose it. Share as a team. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then finally you guys got that big win and it was going to lead into you guys getting some momentum going into the Eliminator, which ultimately, you know, was a fun story to be able to tell because like yeah. – you guys were down and you guys got up and you guys were down again. And then finally you guys got to win. And it was cool to be a part of that because you were in there and you're like, Hey, all right, this is the base. This is the story we're telling. This is the base plan. And we yeah. can do this, this, this here, here, here. And you were spring. You were really good about sprinkling like the, the uh, well, for, for a better term, right. Sprinkles on the cake. Like sure, you were just sure. like, I got all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll dress it up a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing that I, I kind of do try to like, keep an eye on and and it's hard especially like the the kind of the the indie shows in general there's not a lot of people following week to week or not week to week even month to month show to show um but i think that anything you can do to tie what you're doing now to things that people have seen before gives them a like a little there's a, like a little light bulb that goes off and they're like oh yeah that's right and then they're like oh maybe maybe i need to like keep up with this a little bit more you know like like it it helps like kind of pull people in when when they see that you're doing things that they can remember and they acknowledge that i guess that's why i love being a part of like because like with ewa like you do have like the you you do have the harvard grace place and then you also yeah. have you know of course you do have like we have our, the bel-air uh, shop too and like going there and then we had the promo where it was like we kind of like tied in some stuff in harvard grace right and then we went to and we did a promo where like Hamish and Corey were doing their match and then, yeah. you know, obviously Ignite Dogs and Rico, like we jumped into that yeah. and then we turn around and 
that started to build up. And then we went back to Harvey Race. We told another part of the story where it was the tag match. And then yeah. we came back to the Eliminator. I thought it was, it was so much fun that over four shows, we got to tell like this nice little story about yeah, it. Yeah. Like there's all this momentum building up to the Eliminator, which is going to be one of the craziest matches you're going to see. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was nuts in, in, in the right ways. And honestly, like, I was, you know, like, I, I shouldn't, maybe this is, I don't, it's not going to, I hope it doesn't come off the wrong way. I was surprised at how neatly everything kind of went went off with that, with that match. Um, you and then, and, and me weren't in it for a long, long time, but there were a lot of, moving pieces and stuff that had to be nailed down and we didn't even have everybody there until pretty close to the show starting so so putting all that together and and having it pull off and 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 work as well as it did i think i i I was really pleased with it yeah i think it goes back to just like obviously having your booker like give you the skeleton plan of like what they're looking for and then it goes into you got to have to trust the vets that they're going to have to lead. Yeah. And then unfortunately on our side, right. Myself, Chaz, Prince, Noah, and, and Enrico, right. We're all pretty receptive. Like yeah, we're yeah. going to, we're going to follow sure. along. We're going to listen, you know, we'll have our two cents. We'll throw here and there just kind of help. But overarching, like we understand that, Hey, we're going to listen. We're going to hear what you guys got to say. And yep. then if we can add in and make some cool things like stick out, then we'll also throw in some cool things. But for the most part, you know, like I said, you know, Corey kind of like grabbed the, the handles and then yeah. him and Sly just kind of like talked about how, what they were looking for, what they wanted to do. And then everything else just kind of fell into place. And we all were just like, hey, man, we we know what we got to do. Yeah. We're going to make our moment shine and then we're going to take off and go from there. Yeah. But I got to ask, man, like what brought you into wrestling? Oh, um, a long, long, long long time ago you know when i was uh in in high school uh you know it was like the the sort of just after the peak of the attitude era you know smackdown had just actually started airing on network tv and and as a kid i didn't have cable or anything so like i was finally able to like get into it and start following along um and you know it like it was a thing that i was like Oh, it's just like, oh, that'd be so cool if I did it. And then, you know, life happened. And 20 years later, I was like, well, well, maybe not 20, 10, 15 years later, I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it sooner rather than later because I, you know, it, it's just, <laughs> I'm not, I definitely like, not that I was old, uh, but I definitely was like at the point where I was like, okay, I'm not going to be getting any younger. I need to like, you know, it, I just, I just wanted to make it happen. I, I, you know, and it was just more about um, proving, I guess, to myself that, that I could, I could, just go out and, and accomplish the, the the idea of like you know going going through the training and 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 learning all the day one stuff all the way to the end and just being able to like execute a a full and complete match was like that was just it that was the goal for me it was like i just wanted to like know that i was capable of doing it and and get out and do it and i you know and then I did and it was super fun and I loved every bit of it and I just kept doing it. So, you know, I think it's one of those things too. Like for me, like I didn't really start training until like I was 34 turning 35 and that's after like accomplishing like a lot of things that like, and, and, you know, I've, I've talked about this like on other podcasts and on this show as well, but like, you know, my dad was like a big influence on me and he'd always be like, hey, man, like, I think you need to join the military. So I like mm-hmm. went and joined the military. He was like, hey, you, sh- you know, you're going to go to college after high school. So you need to go, you know, work on wrestling. And that was, I was an amateur wrestler and I went and wrestled at the college level and then joined the military. And so, like, I kept putting everybody else's like yeah. stuff in front of me. And when I even when I got out of the military, right, like my dad made a suggestion like, hey, I think you should go back to college and get your get your degree. And that was something that I wanted to accomplish too. So I did, I went ahead and did it. And then like, once I finished everybody's stuff that they yeah. had asked me to do, I was like, what do I want to do? Yeah. Because I put so many people in front of me that I haven't thought about like what I wanted. 
And so at the right age of 34, you know, you I go. was like, hey, let me let me go. I, I ran into a friend who um, was running in the in the dark arts, as most people will call it, or, you uh, know, the backyards. Sure, sure, um, sure. And I was like, yo, let me let me see what this is about. So I got involved and then I happened to run into our friend who was eliminated in the the La- Flores Lava match, sure. Van Williams. <laughs> he actually pulled me out. He was like, no, I want you to go. I want you to meet uh, Sicken. I want you to talk to him mm-hmm. and I want you to start training. So I was like, okay, sure. If yeah. I can make this happen. And for me, it was just like you, right? Can I just do this? Yeah. Like, is this something about, because there was like a few times where I taught, thought to myself like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. And I had, I started getting better and started understanding and concepting and learning. And the one thing that I started to realize was that wrestling had become like my like sanctuary, like my mental relief, yeah. like everything that I was been, have been looking for. And, and actually gave me like a huge confident boost. And I was like, this is, this is everything I've been wanting to do. And I yeah. got addicted to it. And I was like, I need professional wrestling. And I was like, I wish I would have done this 10 years ago because it would have yeah. made more sense. I, 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 Part of me is like, oh, man, I could have done a lot more if I had started earlier. But the other part of me is like, when I was younger and dumber, I would have done a lot more stupid things to, to try to get over. So like, I, 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 can, I can live with, with where we are now. And yeah, I was kind of, we don't, we don't have the exact same story, but it's, it's very similar. It's like, I... You know, I had lived a, a whole life and started a career and was 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 working. And one of the people I was working with is uh, EWA's own Apollo Cruise, not not WWE's Apollo Cruise, but but the original one. Um, and I got to know him, and I found out he was doing it, and I so I just started coming to shows. And I think one or two shows in of me attending, I was just like, I need to do this. Like, there's no like. It, it like I, I had completely just let the, the the fantasy go up until that point and it and i got there and i was watching i was like i have to like i i don't I, I just there's there's no choice at this point i, I need to just do it and so I, I told him and he met me at the school and introduced me to the gym and the rest is history uh and see and it was funny that i didn't even attend my first indie wrestling show until like february of 2020 yeah like i had no idea what the indies were like people yeah. had i i knew that there was ways of like all these other wrestlers like coming through the system and like getting to like wwe or getting to like you know at the time it wasn't even it was just to all out to impact i knew yeah, yeah. that there's ways to do it but i just didn't know yeah, yeah. how these people did because i i didn't even know there was to be real and a lot of people would be like what like, I didn't even know there was wrestling schools. Yeah. Like I, I had heard all these things. I'd never seen them physically. So to me, I was just like, you just gotta get lucky. I just don't yeah. understand. And then yeah, like you're right. to find somebody who was like, no, yeah, I know this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have yeah, this guess, look. <laughs> I mean, that's the story of how uh, you know people used to get discovered just working as, as bouncers or like car salesmen and things like that. And and some wrestler would visit their establishment and you know, if they had to look up at that person, they'd be like, you want a job, you know, and like, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, when when you look at someone like Seamus, right? Seamus was in the gym lifting at the yeah. same place that Hunter was lifting at, right? And yeah. Hunter looked at him and was like, oh, you should be a wrestler. It's like, oh, that's how it works. And so for <laughs> me, I was like, if I go to the gym and I start working out, right? Like, I don't know. I needed to get healthy, first of all, because one, yeah. I was like 230 and I was like 36% body fat. Like yeah. I was just like not in a good place. And fortunately, my daughter, who like now just laughs every time I tell the story, she was telling me I was getting squishy. Uh, and okay. when my wife laughed at that comment, I realized that I had become that guy. Yeah. And I was like, I need to like go to the gym. Yeah. And then I it, it just so happened at Retro Fitness where I was in Catonsville. I had ran into a dude named Justin Burns, aka Chris Idol. Okay. And he um when I ran into him at that gym, I started lifting with him. And then like, we, we only lifted like one day together, but then I ran into him randomly at a grocery store and we started talking more then. And that's what all kind of let everything off. But it's, it's that idea that like, you, you've got to hope to get discovered by someone or someone looks at you and they see something and you're like, right. yeah, you're going to be that guy. And you're like, yeah. 
what what how do you know and so when you see somewhere like wwe and then you're like see all these mammoth giants you're like man that dude's incredible yeah you know, how did he how did he get into he wrestling and you find out it, you know like <laughs> <laughs> he got in he knew a guy who knew a guy who got him into yeah. wwe because i always thought they were just families you know what i mean like let's be yeah. real like the Anawahi family just keeps pumping out more talent to yeah, WWE. and like the, the the anderson family there's like a billion anderson's in wrestling you know they just yeah, so I was like, yo, you just got to be born in one. The Von Erichs, like, you just got to yeah. be born into that family. You got to be born to the Hart family or, like, a protege of Shawn Michaels, and, like, right. you'll get found. I'm like, I never understood. And so <laughs> when I got introduced to the indie scene, I was like, oh, now I see all these. And it's so it's also weird, too, because, like, the ability to network with so many people randomly yeah. and connect. And you're yeah. always, like, one connection away from somebody who is, like, somewhere you want to be. And it's yeah. To me, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. But um, one thing that I we were talking about on air before we, uh, off air before we came on air, right, was something that you had brought up, right, and it was about networking, right, because like you'd mentioned that you know you kind of starting to feel this way about like moving on and like branching out to other yeah. places, right? Yeah, I, and, I think moving moving on is maybe not the 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 right term, but 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 just ex- expanding. I, I yeah, being, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, being additional opportunities. Yeah, I, sorry, I know people are watching. <laughs> that didn't mean moving on. I meant expanding <laughs> out to different places. Yeah, let's clarify. So like, you know, but it is it is something to be told, right? Because like this this business, what thing is is that like, uh, and it was something that I don't know if you were in the room when Eel O'Neill broke this down to me, right? But it was something that is going to stick with me forever. He was like, um. I was talking about how I was in Gabe Sporkowski's, uh I was in his spaces, right? And he had wrestling open, uh, res- well, beyond was in there, right? And yeah. Drew was in there and Drew was talking. And I had mentioned about wanting to get back up to the wrestling open and get on the show and possibly work and stuff like that, right? Just, just put it out there. And apparently Drew was going through my Twitter profile and I didn't know that. But he's like, oh, well, you have a picture of Becca. You know, you should have her vouch for you. And I was like, I want to get there on my own accord. Like, and I mentioned that and Eel goes, that's nice. He's like, well, when you go through Netflix, do you read every description or do you have your friends tell you about what they liked and you want to watch it? And I thought about that and I was like, I've been alive for 37 years and I've just now realized that I (laughs) only go off of suggestions. This is crazy. But like, to think about that, like, you know, sometimes like the best way to like, to get into certain places, it's a network, right? And yeah. that's what we have to do and to kind of reach out. So I guess for you, I guess I'm just kind of curious as to like, you know, you were at fight, but then like, you're just not starting to branch out. What do you think has been like, kind of like holding you back from like breaking out? Um, I think a lot of that comes from uh, whether it's a uh, lack or not, not a lack, a sense of self preservation in that like at least very early on i was terrified of um either either getting hurt or or hurting somebody else and and it was just easier to to handle that that feeling uh working on shows and with people that i i had had trained with and was was more comfortable with um but even after kind of that passed uh, i think i just didn't feel like necessarily i had i don't know whatever whatever magic kind of worked for me at ewa i i didn't know that if i just went somewhere else i could i could do the same thing and and over time i realized i don't need to do the same thing if i go somewhere else like that's actually a benefit of going somewhere else is you can go do different things or you can try and see what what works and so it just like you know i i guess a, a lack of of self-confidence it just kind of kept me in my in my comfort zone maybe for a little too long um and so uh, i have to make you know uh, concerted efforts to like step outside of that comfort zone and and reach out and engage and, and do the networking that you're talking about because uh, yeah what 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 you said is is pretty spot on um that like because i was kind of the same way it's like you know like oh well if i'm gonna get somewhere i kind of want it to be like I, I want to hear maybe from the, the promoter themselves. It's like, or, or I should just let my friends put in a good word and 
and get me in front of the promoter and then I can still, you know, interact and, and sell myself that way. So I don't know. I, I think um, just mental barriers and roadblocks were, were in the way for a long time. Um, and I think that that may have also done damage to, in some promoters eyes and just of, of, of maybe I'm now perceived as just, Oh, I'm just an, just an EWA guy. Like that's just where I work and that's the only place I'm going to work. And I, I can't work any, you know, like, um, so I don't know. I think I have to overcome some, some, some hurdles there, but, but I'm, I'm working on it. It's one of those things too. It's just like, one for you, I can I can justify and put out there like hey, that, that you're you're not just an EWA guy, right? You're in okay. SWA as well. That's but right. more importantly, you're <laughs> more importantly like you're a good hand. Like yeah. you're like we said like at the beginning of the top, right? At the top of the show, we were talking about how you know you have like this mind for being able to add a little spice to like everything to make everything like kind of flow more smoothly. And it's one of those things that like. You and, and it's one of those things where I even I, I had to get over like the idea like oh I need to like you know keep working and like maybe some that again the WWE thought process if I keep working somebody's gonna notice I'm me and then I can yeah, get yeah, into yeah. this yeah, yeah I'm just I'm the diamond in the rough damn right, it like, right <laughs> and yeah and like for me like it was a friend that I made who like got my got my foot in the door like that's how I showed up was through a friend so why not be willing to like rely on some of those contacts and and you know let them you know let them do a little bit of the work so so i can i can get my foot in the door somewhere else and see for me like this was something that i thought about because like even for me i went up to massachusetts last year and i had a a, a dark match with evander james uh on the wrestling open mm-hmm. and the way that that way it even happened right is i reached out to a friend of mine who wrestles up there weekly tyree taylor of a prolific and i asked him i was like yo what time is set up what time is uh does the door open right and he was like be there at 4 30 i was like cool showed up at 4 30 just started help setting up the ring didn't even think anything of it and then uh you know one thing was asked like hey there i remember there was another dude there too this was the craziest part the guy was uh he's like hey you guys have any practice matches and the promoter told him just justify uh we don't know Right. So he's like, all right, well, thank you. And he shook his hand and he walked out the door. And then a promoter came up to me, uh, Evander James, Diego Trabajador, and uh, there was another guy in there too. I can't remember his name. But all four of us, he's like, yeah, you guys want to do a practice match? A couple practice <laughs> matches? And I yeah. thought it was a tag match. Like I had in my mind for some sure. reason, I had it in my mind, it was a tag match. It was two single matches oh, wow. that were five minutes long. Right. And I was like, oh. Wow, I'm dumb. And <laughs> I would have thought so, the same thing. Like I would have been like, "Oh, we're either doing a four way or, or or a tag here." Yeah, and we're gonna have a lot of fun regardless. But yeah. you know, I get it. And I remember like just being there, and I had the same thought process of like in front of my in front of the peers, right? I just freaked out. Like <laughs> I haven't even seen the footage back, right? And I've I've asked for it. It's not like I haven't, but I I had just this like. Not, I didn't have a, I had a good match, right? We'll, we'll call it passable because like there was no big mess up. So it wasn't anything wrong with it in practice. It's just me and my character side of things. It just, I wasn't comfortable at the time being a heel. I was just there. Okay. And I was, I was, I was, I kept Evander safe and we, you know, we worked with each other and we did a great job, but it was that I was just lacking like, the confidence of just like knowing that I was like, I, I can do this. I can be yeah. here. Yeah. And I think getting that information and seeing it and then working with other people who were on the show on, you know, the wrestling open, see me at other promotions after mm-hmm. that, they are like, Oh no, we're going to talk and get you back up there so that you can work now. Crazy enough. By the time that you guys see this, <laughs> I will already be in Massachusetts, <laughs> but it's like, now I now I have those friends and yeah. I, now all I gotta do is ask them like, hey, look, I don't want a match. I just want the opportunity to show up to a show to help set up, just to be there, yeah. set up some chairs. It's something and just like you, right? For on Sunday, yeah. if if I show up right and I set up some chairs, I help out with the ring and stuff like that. At least I can get face to face with a promoter and talk yeah. to him, and that's all I really want. Yeah. So you know, and that's where I guess you can start utilizing those networks and connections to get yourself like in front of those people that you're looking for. You know, like I said to you not that long ago, you know, you, you find any good spots up in Massachusetts, you let me know. 
oh, of course that's <laughs> like it's not even not even a question yeah, yeah. but it's it's and it's funny because like because I worked at one spot, like one promoter saw me and then they're like, Hey, you know, we want to bring you over to this show. And I was like, all right, cool. So I go over there, start working. And they're like, well, because you're, you're friends to this person, this person, because let's be real. Like a lot of the bookings and I, and I'm going to be honest when I say this, a lot of the bookings I have received, right. Were because of sicken, like telling people like you should book this guy. Yeah. And then on top of that, working with Prince and Chaz and Noah, pure ignorance, right. Yeah. Like that has also opened up a lot more stuff for me. Cause the funny thing was, is all last year and the year before that, like I had worked as a baby face, never even thought about working as a heel. I can't even, and... I can't imagine you as a baby face. I need to go look through <laughs> <laughs> Red Dog archives and see baby face Red Dog. I, I, wow. Cause I, yeah. I think you're, you're, you're great. Like you, you, you interact, you, you draw the heat you you draw the heat from the crowd and you 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 throw it right at me you know like it's yeah so it's it's one of those things and it was a thing that like working with Chaz and Prince like really like helped me like hone that in mm-hmm. to focus and learn how to be like uh I don't want to say a good heel because I'm not I'm 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 decent heel I think you're, good. you're pretty good it, I think there's and there's more there's more work that we can do Always. but I love I love like I, I, I became like infatuated with becoming a heel yeah. and like, and let's be real, like even face red dog is, he's still a heel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just I, mean, like... Like, I mean, you're, you're, you know, constantly covered in or surrounded by Deadpool merch. And so like, I mean like the, the idea of an anti-hero, it makes it very easy. If you can channel that, that energy, like just lean a little, more to one side than to the other when when you need it you know and you get you get baby face or you get heel you know yeah and i think it it is one of those things like i got to practice being a heel so when i go to some other place right yeah i can still work and hone on that side of things and, and learn right like i really can't wait because you know go work at new england pro wrestling academy right up in, in massachusetts as well and just be able to go pick the brains of everybody at that school because, you know, a couple of my friends go there and they work there. And I've seen how great they do outside of, like, everything. And now I'm just like, man, I can't – I just – I can't wait to work either babyface or heel at whatever promotions that they want me yeah, to, you know. And I, I, yeah, every every opportunity to do that is an opportunity to learn and to hone that, that side of it a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that, like – well, my hope is, right, is that, like, this – over the next – six months right of like working like people are gonna be like oh yeah we want to get that guy in here too because he's either he's either a great face or a fucking great heel yeah but regardless we want him in here and then right. and, and i want to have to open up to new places because my goal right for 2024 is to not only wrestle on wrestlemania weekend because let's be real like that is the goal for like a lot of indian wrestlers but also i want to work at uh new new england wrestling like yeah. You know, and I think I think that's gonna be awesome. I want to work at Limitless and Beyond. Those are two great places that I can't wait to even get there. And then, of course, like Pro Wrestling Grind because I'm just a huge fan of their work. So I'm like, okay. I just I need some fun. Now you're making me feel like I need to set some goals or something here. I'm I <laughs> make those goals. But the thing is, yeah. though, is that you you've already set the you've already set your goal, right? And it, it's funny for me, not that this is a therapy session, but it kind of feels like no, it feels, but, it feels good. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think a goal for you, right, is to like because last year I made it a, a point to wrestle in ten different promotions I didn't have wrestled in, okay. and then to wrestle um, in at least seven different states, right? Okay. And that and it didn't matter if I had worked in Maryland or not, right? Sure. I just counted Maryland as one state, and sure. then obviously going to Virginia. So I made a point to make it seven. I made it to five. Plus, I got to work in D.C. for the first time, which was something I never thought was going to happen. Yeah. And it just – there was so much that had, like, opened up. So this year, like, I was like, yo, I'm working, like, six different states, and I want to do, like – I want to work in, like, ten different promotions again, right? And now, crazy enough, because I'm moving, yeah, I have that opportunity. Possi- possibilities, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Massachusetts, Connecticut, you know, New Hampshire, New Maine, New York, New Jersey yeah. again, right? Actually, yeah. I was just in New Jersey when you guys see this. 
yeah. had been a, a ADLL. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's 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 you know I think I think for someone like you, right? Because you have you are one a steady hand, but two you also you also like I think for you it's time to like start pulling off some of those strings and be like, yeah, hey, I would like to work at this promotion, that promotion. I think you fit great with Frontier Pro Wrestling. I think like Miguel would definitely. It would be an injustice to not have you there with him because you can work pretty much everybody there and you're really good at it. And I think you should definitely hit that spot and go work there. I think finding a place like, you know, working at a battle royale for like, for like one CW and then getting mm-hmm. back into like, you know, hopping that's back true. over. Delaware is another state. That's a, that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to mm-hmm. set a goal of seven states, but you know, three. <laughs> Set a goal of three. Three, all right. Not including Maryland, so oh, then four states. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I think it works. I think for you, I think you, I think you find it, and I think you, you'll, you'll open up, and then more people will see you, and then pretty soon this promotion is going to want you, that promotion is going to want you, and then yeah. things will start rolling for you because I don't have like, to start turning down bookings because I'm just too busy, you know. And it is what it is at that point. <laughs> I think I think I'm a long way off from there. Um, but no, that's, yeah, I, I, I appreciate your, your vote of confidence and, and uh, yeah, I think, I think that if I'm going to continue doing this, you know, then I just need to, like you said, cut some of those strings and, and kind of like, well, you know, fly a little bit, take some, take some chances, take some risks, take some risks because you know what you, you deserve it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So listen, man, we're going to, uh, I'm going to ask you two questions that I love asking every person that comes on here. Right. One of them, uh, is being, what is the worst bump you've ever taken? Um, I think the worst one that I remember taking is it was unfortunately in training. Um, and I was working with, with somebody who had, had been around a while and I trusted them and um, and it's 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 no fault of his. I, I volunteered to be a, a guinea pig as he tested something out or was trying to remember how to do a move that he had done a long, long time ago. Um, and it, it essentially ended up being like a lifting inverted DDT. So like you know it starts almost scorpion death drop style but then lifted and then dropped and i remember just hitting the mat hearing a crack and like just seeing stars and i was like "Ah, that's bad um so but that is i think fortunately i think that's the only time that i've like hit my head like like genuinely been knocked loopy by anything uh in, in in my time in wrestling uh so um, if that's the worst, uh, I, I think I've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, that's great though. <laughs> I know I've, I've taken, I don't want to say I've taken some like gnarly bumps, but I've definitely taken a couple that like, I've questioned myself about, like, yeah, I, I took a, I took a, uh, Akira Tozawa, like giant senton drop. And I thought that would be so oh. cool to do. Oh, and it, the top rope. Yeah, off the top rope and big jump too, and yeah. I wasn't prepared for it, and that hurt a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember. Uh, not that not that he's he's okay. So he's a very safe hand. It's just it was in practice, and I was like working on it, uh, and he was working on something too. But I worked with uh, Showtime Grimes. Everybody know Jeremy Grimes, um, and he was working on the Randy Orton power slam. Oh and, yeah. As I ran oh, towards no. him to do it, yeah, I got scorpion. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I got back up. I got back. I remember getting back up and I was like, yo, should I have flipped? And he's just like, uh, I mean, yeah, it kind of. And I was like, all right, cool. let's, <laughs> let's do it again. Because I didn't want to think about it. Because yeah, I knew yeah. what happened. And I was I'm, like, I'm, I'm not gonna think way. about it's it. Like I if if something goes wrong, I wanna try again and get it right. Cause I don't want to get it uh, in up in my head of like, oh well, it's just never gonna work. Like yeah. we'll just we'll get it right this time. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I was like, nope. <laughs> run it again <laughs> and yeah. then uh yeah so i mean i've taken some pretty like gnarly ones in practice and and in 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 like in matches though like i have yet to take one that just like just destroys me which 
like knock on wood, like I don't want to take one of those, but I'm just, I'm grateful that the worst bump I've probably taken uh, like in a match would be like a giant bookend from like Andino and like, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to think, I, I mean, I guess like, you know, the, there, there's a, a couple like in actual matches. Uh, the, the very first time I jumped off the cage, the top of the cage onto Corey Bush, um, I expected it to be kind of a, a squishy landing. Uh, it was just a splash. He was, he was, he was laying down and I just, just landed. It was like rock hard. It was like slamming into the mat. Like when I hit him, I was just like, Oh God. Um, that was, that was a little uncomfortable. And then the, the last time I also did that in the, uh, my tag match with, with art of war against, against them with, with Jason Drake. And I somehow managed, they were all up waiting to catch me. Uh, and I somehow managed to slide in between. So like <laughs> one was, one was in front of me and two were behind me. And I, um, I slammed into uh, Jason and AK luckily hard enough that like the impact there really is what broke my fall. Um, but there was this moment of terror and like, I think my eyes were closed and like, and I just realized that like, I was just in free fall after hitting them. And I had no idea like what my orientation was in space, where I was, <laughs> how far off the ground, what, you know, whether, what part of my body was, was going to hit first. I had no clue. And I like panicked in midair. And before I knew it, it was just a plain flat back bump. Like there's no, no issue at all. Um, so like that one was terrifying, but actually not that bad of a bump to take either. So. <laughs> but all right. So the last thing I'll ask you, right. Been around for a couple of years. So I'm sure you have one of these. And I just need to know, I got to get one do and one don't of the locker room. Do's and don'ts of the locker room. Oh boy. Um, I don't know. Uh, do wear deodorant I, I feel like that is an obvious one that probably gets said a lot on here i hope it gets said a lot but that also means that it's a thing that people worry about so um yeah um i yeah but definitely you know don't don't be stinky wash your gear i think that's it yeah just just mind your hygiene in general <laughs> i think is is the, is the best way to um that if that's my do then what's my don't um you know i don't know don't be an asshole i don't know yeah i like that be, be good to, be good to your fellow workers it's funny because like on this show we've had a lot of do's and don'ts right and like a lot of people who like that do you know shake everybody's hand when you come yeah. to the locker room don't be that guy right yeah. when i when i recently had learned uh from primal fear right was like don't fall asleep in the locker room i didn't even know uh, like that was a thing i found yeah. that out and i was like okay don't don't do that Just don't. and then uh uh i'm gonna add a do to this list and uh Rico, don't get mad but do clear <laughs> everything through the booker <laughs> And and the commissioner, and the commission if they have one. If there's a commission. Get your stuff cleared. Yeah. Rest in peace, Rico Hendricks. I love you. you know, I love Rico, <laughs> but my God, <laughs> I have managed to get through like four years of this show. Yeah. And never thought about that. And then as soon as you know, I, it's. It's something that if I was in his position, I could see myself doing and not thinking twice about it. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And, and, I, and the thing was, is like everything, and, and, and this is no slide, right? Rico, this is no slide. But everything made sense. Like, yeah. that, is the, that is the mind-boggling part of, like, yeah. the whole scenario. Yeah. Everything made sense. We had just won the Eliminator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were celebrating. Yeah, it just made sense that we treated it like the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like it was great. It I just... loved the idea of it, and, <laughs> and I like like if I was taking part in it, I wouldn't have even thought like, oh, I should check with the commissioner or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just yeah. 
but yes, um, if you're going to do things outside of the norm, make sure your your booker, your promoter, and the commissioner are cool with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But listen, we're going to go uh, to my favorite part of uh, the Three Count Podcast, and that is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions. And Mr. Orion, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Oh, and uh, whatever your answer is, that's your answer. That's it. All right. Yep. So I'm going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Okay. Bing! And in, my, in the words of my favorite commentator, Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Ooh, Smackdown. Favorite actor? Uh-oh. Uh... I, I don't know. It, I'm going to, I just watched Guardians, so I'm going to say Chris Pratt. Okay. <laughs> Mar- well, great. Marvel or DC? <laughs> uh, uh, movies, Marvel, comics, DC. Okay. Uh, favorite movie? Uh, the Ninja Turtles. I love it. Apple or Android? Android. Uh, favorite cartoon? Transformers. Bad. Uh, when this ep- when this episode comes out, this will make perfect sense. Sub Zero or Scorpion? Mm, Sub Zero. Let's go. Favorite podcast? Oh, obviously the Three Count Pod. This is what I've been telling people. Like it just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Ooh. Ah. Uh, hmm. Is Salt in it? Is he had Salt on here? I've had Saul on here. Yeah. Uh, Episode 201 for those who are wondering. I'm going to scroll back. I'm going to go find it. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, Rico's actually. Yeah. Rico. Actually, we had Rico when he was. Yeah. We had Rico when he was uh, before he was Rico Hendricks. Oh, Diamante. Uh, Yeah. Was it Mason? Was it Mason originally? I don't don't know. He's He's, he's had a few names. Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Um. Hmm. I will say this: you know pretty much the entire EWA yeah, roster has been yeah. on the show. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, the, that's the thing is I don't have a lot of like I don't have a lot of my network's not that large. Have you had Red Dog on? <laughs> uh, you know what? Things to come. Things to come. <laughs> <laughs> I think when this episode comes out, his episode may have been out. <laughs> yeah, right. Perfect. But we'll go over. Uh, and last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on the show, favorite curse word. I don't know. Uh, this is this should be a, a rapid fire. Uh, fuck. There we go. Yeah, see? There you go. It makes sense. First... First thought that comes to mind, you're just like, fire it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like going to start like explaining things and I was like, no, I'm just going to say it. And you know what? Yeah, because the F word makes you total sense. Why. Yeah, exactly. You can use that word everywhere and that's all that matters. <laughs> Red, <laughs> so, dog <says> Red dog says so. <laughs> Actually, I think Red dog's favorite curse word is Fugenheimer. <laughs> like, if that makes sense. That's, yeah. I think, I, so, I think I've seen him at the family reunions. Yeah. <laughs> so last but not least the last thing i need from you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you uh boy i am uh on twitter and instagram and facebook and they're all different and like stupidly named um so i i, I guess if you search for jesse orion you might find me on those platforms but i'm terrible at uh, social media so it's a lot of outdated <laughs> stuff and hard to find that's a new goal and that's a new goal and that's a, yeah just get it all you know what make it easy get it all yeah. under one banner and that's yeah, all yeah. That get a, get like a link tree or something and just tell people to go to my link tree and i'll have links to all the other stuff i should do that even for me though what i did was i legitimately took all my social media and changed it all so it's just the underscore red dog 85 like it says right there the underscore red dog 85 just because i was like oh man if i do all this it'll be easy for everybody to find me consequently it'll also be easy who i don't like easy for everybody i don't like to find me so just like 
whatever, take the good with the bad. Yeah, <laughs> you I, mean, it's, I guess it's better to be more accessible to the people that you like, uh, if you can. Mm. Yep. But no, so like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home because, you know, he told you everything about him. He told you where you can find him, kind of, you know, kind on of. social media. <laughs> so we're going to take this home because this is the Three Count Podcast with that's now entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And like every good shepherd, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently. You can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering? Yes, see him right there. Jesse O'Ryan, you know what that means. Tune in to the next episode and be there or you're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms that you see right there. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're even following us on Spotify. You're leaving those five-star paw frog splash reviews on Apple Podcasts. You're even checking us out on Amazon Music because we're there too. You're even going to ProWrestlingTees.com or even for your wear, and you're buying our merch at the Three Count Podcast. You're doing all that stuff. You're telling your friends about us. You're telling your family about us. You're telling your pets about us. You're telling your enemies about us. Doing all that stuff where you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Just keep them coming. Peace. You're going to need a palate cleanser after this one. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I see you. How you doing, baby girl? What's going on? It is Clipper Red Dog, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And what we need from you guys is to kind of show some support, right? We want you guys to go to our YouTube channel at the Three Count Podcast, go on to our Twitch channel, Three Count Pod, or even our Facebook page, Three Count Podcast, and just give us a like, follow, subscribe, even give us a comment, right? Do all that cool stuff. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies, right? Or you can even come talk to us and just chat us up, right? Find us on Twitter at Three Count underscore Pod. Find us on IG and on TikTok at Three Count Pod. Go ahead and leave us those comments. We want to hear from all of you guys. We're going to keep putting on videos and stuff like that. We want to keep making this content better. So we want your guys' support. Also, if you guys want to, go support us at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count podcast or even find us on ForYourWear.com. Give us the support. Show us your guys' love because we want to give it right back to y'all. So in the meantime, between time, love y'all.